Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. In today's episode number six, we'll talk about tips and tricks to reduce your email burden, including the option of last resort. This podcast is sponsored by PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives for statisticians. Learn more about upcoming events at psiweb.org. Welcome to the new episode of The Effective Statistician. My name is Benjamin Pieske and I'm here together with Alexander. Hi, nice to talk again. Hi Alexander, it's good to talk to you. Actually, I was writing an email earlier today to you and um, email writing is different than talking as we know. And email writing is a big topic in everyone's day-to-day uh, -day work or day-to-day -day life. And today we take um, the opportunity to talk about emails. Um, as I said, emails is quite important. And uh, most of you, if not every one of you, is, um, you know, wrote emails before, received emails before. And um, I don't know, Alexander, how many emails do you get every day? Probably in the range of 80 to 100. So that, and that is just to my direct personal email address. So in addition, I have filtered out, you know, general news, stuff like this and, and, um, emails that I get via bigger, um, distribution lists. So yeah, it's, 80 to it's 100 is impressive. And at, at work or? Yeah. Only at work. Oh, at work. Okay. So yeah. that, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> if, I, I think I'm probably not the only one. I think it just depends on in how many um, projects you're involved and what the kind of communication culture is. And if you if you're working very virtually, so that lots of the communication is via email. That triggers a lot of things. And of course, certain email behaviors also trigger a lot of things. <laughs> But in, well, how much time do you spend then on, on writing or reading emails per day? Is, can you quantify this? So is the... It's probably something like two hours. Okay. Yeah, but I think it's for me, it's even more. But, but do you, um, and, Do you think it's a kind of a wasted time usually, or is it like a burden rather? Or so what is the, how do you feel about the emails, receiving that many emails? So it, it's, it's both. It's sometimes it's really a burden. And I, you know, especially if I kind of come back from vacation and I see thousands of email in my inbox, it's kind of overflowing. And then it really feels like a burden. And if you can't, you know, catch up with the email, it feels like a burden. But um, I'm always trying to readjust my mindset about that. So because I can also see that as a 
all these emails as an opportunity, as an opportunity to to help, to influence, to drive things forward, and uh, especially also in terms of emails to my team uh, to lead the p people and to to develop the people. Um, and sometimes I also see that as personal development. What do you mean with that? For example, you write a very important email to a bigger distribution list. Um, then I'm actually spending a little bit more time to craft the email much more carefully to make sure that the email is written in a really good style so that it's very clear and the message that I want to send comes across very clear. So I think... And that is kind of where I'm spending then more time and I'm trying to intentionally learn about that. What kind of techniques can I use to actually improve the writing style so that the email has the effect that I want to have and doesn't backfire. Hmm. Well, that's, it, it, you're, you're, you're know, talking about a very important point is to really uh, be constructive uh, in, in using the emails or writing the emails um, rather than just, you know, reading, deleting and, and um, you know, managing it in a, in a, um, in a you know, kind of a not a priority um, way. Um, But but you mentioned before that that you said you use the emails for you know to help or to influence or to be you know to lead um, your team. But isn't this like automatically that you know any any email that that is written should um, make use of of the you know of that opportunity to help to provide something to to influence to give information to 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 lead or to um, mentor. Yeah, if you have well-written emails, then that is the case. But I think um, you can also write a lot of emails that actually more distract or confuse, uh, confuse. confuse <laughs> and, and uh, don't really help. Um, and, you know, just increase the flood of emails overall without actually kind of pushing the things forward. So, but I think that depends very much on how you approach the emails. Um, mm. So, but when you say you approach the emails, so what, what is the, you know, your standard way of, of um, receiving or managing your, your emails? So is it, um, I mean, I know that people, you know, running through, uh, you know, through the streets or, you know, with their mobile in their hand and just, you know, checking emails once in a while or even replying while walking and stuff. So how do you manage um, or what approach do you take to manage your 80, 100, um, let, let's say, more important emails? So I have two different approaches. It depends on whether I'm actually at my PC or whether I um, read the emails on my smartphone. Um, let's first go to the uh, PC approach uh, because that is a more comprehensive approach. So I follow their five-step approach that I learned a couple of years ago. Um, one of the principles behind that is to try to read every email only once. So not kind of read it, 
think about it, let it stay there, set to un unread again, read it again, still don't sure what to do about it, set it to unread again, and, and kind of it, it stays in your inbox all the time and it uh, doesn't really move forward. Um, and then it becomes even more kind of a burden. So I'm trying to follow this five-step approach. Um, and the first step is really if the email can has an action in it that I can do within two minutes, something like this, um, I take the action directly and then either I delete the email or file the email. Um, one of the actions could also be that I just need to delegate it. Yeah. So, so it's not something for me to actually take care, but, but I delegate it to a team member or move it forward. So also something that's very, very quick to do. Um, another thing is that, um, I actually deferred deferred back. So for example, uh, it's not complete. I need further information or something like this. So then um, also it's kind of gone. The next step is just delete it. So there's lots of emails that, you know, you just get for, for your information or things like this, or it's just, yeah, of course, spam or st stuff like this. Just hit delete and it's gone. And in the end, yeah, just file then. Um, and I think that depends probably on the different uh, working structures within the different organizations. I'm trying to file them rather uh, roughly. So, so not kind of... Uh, I, used to have lots of different folders and subfolders and sub subfolders of all kind of different things. And it took a lot of time to actually manage then all these filing and, and things like this. But, and then you may get an email that would foot, uh, would actually fit into different folders. So you copied it and put it in two folders or stuff like this. So, I rather use the metadata that the email anyway comes with and uh, much more search through email. So that's how I can reduce my time that I actually spend with email. Yeah, that's what I'm doing as well. It's just, you know, having usually one folder per project, let's say, or per bigger topic. And sometimes for special cases, so for example, if there's, um, you know, events that happened uh, or needed to be discussed or where decision is still quite, um, you know, important, then I do create a subfolder, but this is just rather rare. So it's really, if you have a se like a case, a separate um, case that can be clearly identified as, as such and then you can file it into one folder but otherwise I used the search function over a full um, you know the out uh, the outlook or the whatever you use as a program um, and uh, don't spend too much time in managing the filing yeah what I'm what I'm actually doing also in my uh, calendar is that I have specific times where I look into my email so I'm very tempted in the morning to first kind of go into my email, but I made the experience and 
since that is very often kind of driving my complete day. And very early in the morning is actually my most productive time from a, from a, just from my ability to tackle more complex things. So I'm trying to not directly open my email, but first get a couple of difficult things done. Do you know the book Deep Work? Mm, I think we talked about it before, yes. Yeah, so so this is kind of, you know, what I'm then trying to 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 tackle what's called deep work. So so really cognitively demanding work uh, like, you know, reviewing a protocol or writing an SAP or writing a manuscript or you know, coming up with a solution for a technically demanding project, things like this. Mm. So um, where you just need a little bit more time, 30 minutes, an hour, to really get some things done and not these kind of 30 minutes, 30 seconds tasks of one email after the other. No, no. I, well, I believe it, it's good. I, that's what what I usually recommend. If you know, if people um, feel you know that this is a burden, or we discuss the email topic in in general, that I say, you know, turn off the the email completely, just close it, and uh, do your work for one hour, two hours, or whatever. So really concentrate on what it's doing. Don't get distracted by, you know, popping, seeing the pop-ups from, uh, from incoming emails or the sounds or whatever people um, like to have usually to, to realize that there, there are new emails coming in. So, but I'm not as, uh, you know, as well-structured as you are, obviously, that uh, doing it in the morning and, and, and so on, because I'm usually doing the check in the morning first to see what would happen overnight, you know, working in different, um, with different regions together. So, um, but then turn it out, uh, turn it off if we do have, or if I do have some really burning and urgent, difficult things to, to complete. Yeah. It's, it's really important to turn off these, um, email notifications because really emails shouldn't be, you know, If you get an email, there shouldn't be the expectations that you answer it within a couple of minutes. Mm. Well, sometimes there's you know, a situation that you are expecting something to come in and you urgently wait for it. So, but yeah, usually, yeah. but that is rather rare. <laughs> but I think this is this is the mindset of of people sometimes that they um, that you know they feel like the emails and the responsiveness to emails or to the availability to read the emails is such an important thing. And as I say, it is in very rare cases, but otherwise I think email is not the most important task that you, uh, you are supposed to do on a, you know, in a timely and um, responsive manner. Um, therefore I, I think um, turning it off is one of the most important things to do. Um, to not get distracted um, every two minutes by incoming emails. Yeah, and I think if you if you sit on these emails and you just check them all the time, you actually don't get in the cognitive state to actually get something relevant done. And it takes so much longer than to, to get these things done. You know, um, if you concentrate on, let's say reviewing an SAP, you may get it done in, let's say, one hour. 
if you constantly check emails during this time, you probably need half a day at least to get it done. And then also with a poor quality. So, and that's, and you don't feel good about it. So I rather have that thesis batching mode in terms of emails, put them all together and limit them in terms of um, when you work on it. And really, if you work on, on the emails, let's say twice a day or maybe three times a day, that's completely sufficient. Mm. Usually it is, I agree. But but going back to the, to you know managing the the emails or the inbox um, in general, do you use? I mean, I'm um, other way around is I I'm using for example coloring of emails. So I prioritize um, emails automatically then by um, giving them different colors when they come in. So I set colors for um, emails that are where I'm on only on the CC line. I'm setting colors where, you know, different colors to what when, I, when I'm on the two line. And sometimes, you know, even different color for uh, emails that are two, where I am the only, you know, one on the two line. So it's really so giving it a little bit of a, you know, a priority coming in. So then when I check my emails, I do see which ones are directly uh, directed to me. And, you know, I'm not just in for, for, for your information and, you know, by finding it out or even BCC. So BCC emails are just um, something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of that, I had that as well, but in my email culture it didn't work because most of the people actually didn't care whether people were in two or six. Okay. <laughs> so... And 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 then I missed lots of important stuff where I, there was actually a task for me in it, but I was just cc'd on it. So, um, but what I actually do, I um, use filtering for mm, my emails. So um, all uh, certain things, let's say general news, go into a certain um, box automatically, which I then check. Uh, on a time-to-time -time basis, but this is all kind of non-urgent stuff. Um, then there is um, certain other newsletters that I get, um, for example, on, on, on leadership. They go into a certain box so that I can, you know, batch process them. And um, I, as I said, I divide between emails that go directly to me and those that go to uh, where I'm just in a larger email distribution list, mm. which also makes it easier because usually these emails are not that important. I think for filtering, um, I'm, I'm doing the same for, you know, for where, where you have clear um, sender where, you know, where, where it's easy to filter. However, just be careful with filtering by, for example, project numbers or project names or something. Yeah. This is this is really leading to a lot of confusion. Just as an example, so if you have a project number and you think that's good, then all my project-related emails for that project go into one folder, and then you can just check and read, and, and it's automatically sorted. But the problem is, for example, if you receive lists of projects in an attachment, and um, you know this is also recognized by the program that there's a number 
and uh, the number that you, you are filtering for. So this this email is then going directly into the project-related folder, even though it's general information about all project that you're involved or all project of your uh, colleagues, company, or group, or whatever. So it's it's really be careful with how to filter um, and make it uh, unique. And uh, otherwise, you know, you might miss out some information as well because it's it just went off. Yeah, yeah. There's two other tricks uh, that I use to actually get less email. Um, the first one is uh, that I'm trying to be more clear in how I write emails so that they don't trigger lots of additional questions. Um, so let's say... Um, I want to get an answer on, on a specific topic and I directly give options for that. Do you want A or do you want B? Or if if we organize kind of a meeting, then you know you could give options for it rather than asking what would you when would you have time? You know, I get I check my calendar first and say, I have time here and here and here. What's your availability? So then, you know, instead of having three, four, five emails that are going back and forth, to directly get to mm, the point. Good point. Um, the other point is, I think, just send and respond to less emails is sometimes really, really helpful. So, you know, email is just one way of communication. And sometimes using some other communication channels is actually a much better approach. So picking up the phone, if you just need to discuss it with one person or, you know, use a company internal chat or things like that can be quite much faster, especially if it's kind of a little bit of a fuzzy project where it has a potential to go have a lot of back and forth then it's really, really helpful. Of course, anyway, if it's a if it's a for more sensitive topic, yep. email yeah. is usually not the best. Well, it depends. I mean, also on the on the other hand, you do have the documentation of decisions, for example, uh, documented in uh, in emails rather than you have in, in a uh, you know in a chat or uh, on a phone. So I think there are pros and cons to use different approaches, and you have to be you know can consider carefully what what is the best you used i mean it doesn't mean that at the end of a call you can't you know send out a summary or uh, in an email and say okay thanks for your call and that's what we agreed um so this is something we can use as well yeah, yeah i think that's that's a good a good approach to document your actions and and um, decisions in an email afterwards just to close the loop and also that helps for you and for others to actually further communicate this decision to mm. others in the team, for example. <clears throat> I think you mentioned that there, you know, about the differences between smartphone use and desktop use. So what is the, uh, what is your approach then or similarities or difference, uh, different approaches than for a smartphone? So, for the smartphone, I don't like writing long emails because that is just very, very cumbersome. So I use the smartphone much more to 
to filter and to sort emails and um, especially and and just maybe you know if I just need to write a very very quick um, answer like yes yep. no it's too okay to delete like to delegate that's the, the parts <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but um, yeah so so I'm I'm I use that much more kind of as a pre filter than actually. Um, managing my emails via that because a short email message that is not properly done can lead to much more work than it helps to solve the work. I have seen that so many times. So it's much better to kind of wait a couple of hours until you sit at your PC again and write a proper email than to send something out quick and dirty just to get the email off your list. And um, then you get a whole cascade of following follow-up yep. emails. That's, um, which yeah, more that's true. But, and, and you do sometimes realize that people are sending this from the from their from their smartphones um, on the way that they're writing. So impolite emails in terms of, you know, no, uh, you know, because they're skipping, you know, the, the greetings and, uh, and endings. And it's just like kind of a, yeah, it's not a, it's not a nice style. So I think it's important in one way sometimes to do it. And, uh, but I think, uh, you have to be careful when you just sending yes and no back to some of your colleagues. It might not be well received or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, if I just get an email that asks me, uh, do we meet still tomorrow morning at nine o'clock? That's a yes, no question. But um, if it's more kind of uh, something like, um, how did you find my presentation today? Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> no, no, not the right uh, yeah, thing to send in a short email. Um, the other thing about the smartphone, I think, is um, using the smartphone and looking into emails while doing something different. For example, sitting in meetings, I find that really, really distracting. This kind of multitasking and trying to um, work on your emails that way. I think if you're in a meeting, you should be there in the meeting and should be really present. Or you shouldn't be in the meeting at the first place. So, um, or it's a very badly organized. Well, yeah, meeting. I, I agree that this is option. you know it, uh, multitasking in meetings is is a very bad habit, and, um, and not very uncommon happy habit, unfortunately. But um, there are meetings indeed where um, the the multitasking is the only option to uh, overcome the meetings. So, <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah, but I think emails is kind of very often the only, you know, is, is this trigger. And, and uh, even more if people have this email notification on, on their phone. That yeah, that is so actually a very good point because the, the email notification on the phone and uh, also, you know, if you see on the, on, on the apps, for, for example, the little numbers, the little notifications of how many emails you received in between, that is, well, that is very distracting. Uh, when you use your email also i mean this this now goes into the the weekend work and and you know during vacation and stuff that that you still receive emails and and you see how many emails you received over the day and and 
you know keep on wondering what it is and why they're sending emails while you're on vacation so i think um turning this off is is really important uh, because it's it's i mean they're good options they're good you know um ways of you know they're there if you're waiting for something very important and you're waiting for it and that's why you would like to know when you receive emails to check whether it's not there okay fine but in general i think just turn it off it helps it doesn't help you at all if you have the time to spend uh to 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 read your emails then you open it and otherwise close it leave it as you speak about the vacation um I want my team to be on vacation when they're on vacation, so I don't expect them to to work on emails. Um, we usually have um, a different channel for really kind of emergency situation um, where I would call them directly or something like this. And these things, you know, happen, don't know, every 10 years or something like this. Yeah, but, but so really, really rarely. Um, but otherwise, I think it's really important to set up an out-of-office email that clearly delegates things and makes sure that you will not respond. Well, that's, that's what I expect as well. I mean, it's important. It's important for me to be on vacation. It's important for for my team to be on vacation. And I, I there are situations where the where people offer to, for example, do something which, you know, would spend uh, what other people would spend two or three days while they can just check in within fifty minutes or thirty minutes. So they do offer to um, to check or uh, doing their vacation something or to be. Um, so there are exceptions, but these are agreed exceptions. that are not expected. And therefore, um, if you prefer or if you um, if your understanding of vacation is to be really off, then be really off and don't get distracted by emails or checking emails and, and things. I mean, people tend to think that the life doesn't go on without them. It does, even if it's all of a it does and, <laughs> yes uh, it is it's it's the and it w works yeah. surprisingly yeah, exactly. well <laughs> it's, it's, so i mean i understand that people do take care about their work and they 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 are responsible for their work and and so on and that's that's all fine but vacations are vacations and i think everyone needs the the, um, the time off and yeah Yeah, to actually work effectively afterwards again. So, so I think that that's that's a whole point, and um, also I think especially for managers, it's important to step back from time to time, because that actually is also an opportunity for team members mm. to step up. Sure. Uh, and I think by being constantly on emails, managers, you know don't give these opportunities uh, to team members. There's one last point I would like to make regarding incoming emails. Sh it should be the exception, but sometimes it happens that people just don't get rid of their emails and say, you know, the flood is so big that, and it's coming faster than, than you can work on them. Uh, and you're, kind of completely over, overwhelmed and I have been there um, said, you know, the, the emails pulse up and you have thousands of unread emails in your inbox. 
at one point there's a time where it actually makes sense to declare email bankruptcy. <laughs> Have you heard about this term before? <laughs> I, I heard about it. Yes, it's it's a quite um, let's say extreme um, cuts that you you're yeah. But go on, yeah. But but I think it's at at a certain point, you know, you that's the only option you have left. Basically to say, okay, all these old unread emails, I move them into one folder and I say this is old emails. And now I start back with inbox zero and move on from there. Um and just kind of hope that all the really emergent things come come back and usually they do they do and um so and then if you and then but at least moving on from that point you can better manage your email but um if if you know sometimes things happen at work and you get completely overwhelmed too many projects come at the same time and uh People are leaving the company and just turn over and, you know, it's just chaos. And these situations, these things are probably the only way out. Hmm. No, I never, I was never actually in that situation, but uh, I, usually my, my way of, you know, uh, before declaring bankruptcy is to, to um, spend one day between New Year and Christmas in the office and only do the emails at the end of the year, cleaning my <laughs> inbox. That's what I usually or try to do. And it's, it's working very well, actually, because there's no distraction on the, from the other side. So there's nobody calling you. There's nobody coming in. This is really, you're the only one in the op office usually. And, um, so you can spend a full day of cleaning your inbox and that that helps and lasts at least half a year so that's good that's good anyway okay i think um we will we will have a next chat about um writing the emails and the next episode so for today we um thank you for listening um and we will be back soon with another topic on writing emails thanks See you later. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it.